to our podcast. My name is Amelia. My name is Sherrick, and this is Amelia. And Sherrick, what are you doing? The podcast that keeps you sane during a quarantine or sane during your regular life if you're not listening to it during the great, great quarantine period of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> or I said great. I I liked it. I'm into it. Um <laughs> Or maybe it's not keeping you sane. Maybe it's making you insane, which is also okay. I in the best kind of way. In the best hope. kind of way, yeah. So our tagline's never going to be stable. It's going to be whatever the fuck I can think of, yep. like uh, literally off the top of my head, like right after you say the title of the yep. podcast. Yep. <laughs> I'm just like, I just like panic. I'm like, oh shit, say something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be honest. It's one of my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that it has become so and that I haven't just like kept saying the same tired line that whatever it was that I said like in episodes three through five. I don't know. No, um, no, no, no. I, yeah, I like it. I like how it evolves. And yeah. So all right. how was your week? Uh, my week was pretty interesting. So, um, just a peek into my life i have been an avid mac computer owner since about 2009 like i had um like a you know a regular ass macbook that i took to for me with college i think i was probably sooner than that was probably 2007 um and then i kind of just kept owning macs until uh this year when uh, specifically this past Tuesday when my um, my main Mac computer decided it didn't want to do anything without just like heavy lag and like awful like startup like restarts like it would just like you'd be like I want to open Chrome and it would be like ooh that's going to take about like 10 minutes my guy and then like in the middle of you like typing in like the URL for Google, I'm just going to restart and you have to do the process all over again. Is that cool? And I was like, nah, that's not cool. Yeah. So, um, had a conversation with the great and mighty leader as, uh, some of my friends call her, um, known as Stephanie. And we, I went out and ordered a gaming PC from Best Buy and now I own a windows computer and it, I'm not hating it. And in fact, I, enjoy the amount of games that I will be able to play now that I'm not relegated to a Mac only computer. So that was a thing. So it was kind of bittersweet in that it was like cool that we have a new PC that's like fresh and so clean, clean and new and I can play all these great games and stuff. And, um, but at the same time, I was also like scrambling to make sure that I didn't lose anything, you know, cause like it, stuff is backed up, but it's like, you never really want to trust when a computer fails like that you already have things well in hand. And so I was like scrambling to like, make sure like wedding photos were saved and like my music library. And so it's, it's being very temperamental, but the trust is gone. <laughs> it, so like uh, they're, they're like, I think wanted to say like a day or two ago, like it was running like normal. And I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And then yet yeah, like Steph was like, how is it going? And I like, started it up and it was doing the exact same thing it was on Tuesday. And I was like, okay, good. I'm glad that I stopped trusting you because if I had like <laughs> tried to tough it out, I would have been real frustrated. Yeah. Um, I, I was pretty fortunate that like the components and stuff that I needed for this, the PC that I now have were like 
they had it in store. I had to go to two different stores, but I had like, they had it. And so I was able to kind of just like order it and wait for them to be like, it's ready. And then I can just go and get it. Nice. But so, yeah, so that was a thing. And then uh, the great mighty leaders uh, birthday was, uh, uh, was also uh, within this recent time span. Um, so we celebrated that and it was great. Yeah. How about you, Amelia? Um, it's really funny that you say that the great and mighty leader. Um, because mm-hmm. so yesterday was Steph's birthday and I get this, uh, message from Sherrick that's like, Hey, uh, the goddess Stephanie would like to have a game night for her birthday tonight. Can you get everybody together? And, I texted all of our kind of core group of friends and was like, Queen Stephanie has requested your um, your <laughs> presence tonight at his game night. And then at some point, somebody asked me, like, you know, what time and where are we doing this and what's happening? And I was like, I don't know. I'll go ask the squire. And, <laughs> <laughs> and somebody was like, Does it, wouldn't Sherrick be the king? And I was like... I think so, but I feel like he would say no. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to leave my answer. I'm going to leave my answer untold for now. (laughs) So we all agreed that we think you're a king, but we know that you're very modest. So (laughs) anyway, so yeah, thanks guys. We had, uh, yeah, so we had a game night virtual party to celebrate the birthday, um, and uh, that was the third virtual party I've attended this week, so uh, Ooh, I know. You are a party animal. I know, right? Um, so the organization that I work for, we got a new executive director this week. <sighs> Big deal. Um, but yeah, so we had a virtual happy hour to welcome her uh to the organization and then the next day had a virtual baby shower for somebody at work who is having a baby so mm-hmm. um yep that was all the partying i did <laughs> i have to say uh, that is a, a that's mm-hmm. a really good way for somebody like me to attend a party because I don't have to go anywhere I can leave whenever I want to I can do things on the side and nobody will notice (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah um, that was my week okay a side note shout out to all the people that we know and don't know that are uh uh, going to have babies in this difficult time because uh, y'all are superhumans and we believe in you yeah. and wish you all the best of luck because I know so many people that were just like you know like obviously like hindsight is twenty twenty, but like you know planning out expanding your family is an arduous process in and of itself and then to ha- like have all of your plans get dashed in the middle of like mm-hmm. you know the world just going well we know that you spent all this time stressing and worrying about this and we don't give a shit. So have this pandemic. Yeah. So like just support and love and strength to, to y'all that we do know and don't know that are listening that are are like 
Yeah. Whether you were you you made it and you you had the baby or you're still doing it or you were just planning it like all anyway. Yeah. Like you know, just it's a it's a rough thing to go through especially when you're planning on bringing new life into the world. So. Yep. Just get that get that sappy shit out the way. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of sappy shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, sort of. Yes and yes no. And no. Uh so the the topic for this week, um, I wanted to, so we've been doing music video breakdowns, but one of the other things that we talked about way back on like episode one, when we were talking about like what the fuck we were going to even do with this podcast was we, we didn't want to just relegate ourselves to just doing breakdowns and, and like in, in analysis and stuff of that matter with just music videos. So we're going to pivot to television and we're going to pivot to um, a, a show that I, I would call probably one of my favorites, which is. Uh, a high honor and a low honor because uh, I don't watch a lot of TV for both, <laughs> but it's the, uh, the fresh Prince of Bel Air, um, which, yeah, I'm real excited to talk about um, just to kind of give an overview. It's a show that was on, I want to say from fall 1990. And I'm trying to do this off the top of my head, fall 1990 to like 1996. I want to say spring or so. That's correct. Um, Hey, I don't have like the exact dates on top of my head, but I like, don't either. Um, but I just looked I, it I just up, know. So, okay. not in this moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so it's about fall to spring, uh, from 1990 to 1996. It was a show. It was one of um, it was one of the shows, one of the few shows that has ever gotten it, if if ever, um, one of the only shows that has gotten like support from the like tv stations because it was going to be canceled um in 1994 i want to say or 1995 and like the they like outpouring of support from fans and even from like stations and stuff got it to to get make it to the finish line so to speak of 1996 but it was kind of um it draws some similarities to like how i met your mother and that they were the writers were kind of preparing in advance to be done before like Mm-hmm. it was actually mm-hmm. over if that makes sense like they were kind of like well we're gonna write the way the story so that like, if it's done it'll be okay it's not gonna be one of those shows where it's just like a oops we planned a cliffhanger and then we got canceled yeah. you know what yeah. i mean like i can't name any shows off the top of my head that that happened to but just like um that that was mm-hmm. a thing so um so yeah so that's just a little bit off of the cuff for um just the overarching like back seat backs stage stuff, I guess we'll call it. Um, if you're not familiar with it, just a quick rundown. It's about a character uh, named William Will Smith, which is different from the real life Will Smith, whose real first name is Willard, not William. So fun fact for you there. Um, he's like a street smart teenager from West Philadelphia. Uh, and we say West Philadelphia because it's part of the theme song. Um, and he moves in with his aunt and uncle that live in Bel Air after he gets in some trouble in Philly. And they're like very like affluent, well to do. Like like his uncle is a lawyer and like um he and it's basically just like him getting into lifestyle clashes with like his, you know, his relatives on on that side of the family as he lives and adapts to to Bel Air. Uh yeah. yeah. So your classic uh, um, fish out we, of water story. Yes. 
very much so. Um, I picked six uh, or seven, if we count the bonus, specific like moments from the show. Um, we can obviously go into other stuff, but I just wanted to give us like a kind of a skeleton mm-hmm. to go on. And um, Amelia has not seen the yeah. show, so the, that was kind of a good base uh, to to jump off of, I guess. Um, I don't know why I use a base jumping <laughs> reference to talk about this show, but whatever. Yeah, I've um, never. So yeah, I'm gonna shut up. I've never watched. Fresh Prince. Uh, I know that makes me a terrible '90s kid. Um, and when we were preparing for this, Sherry was like, "Do we each want to pick three scenes from this show that we can talk about together?" And I was like, "Um, so here's the thing." <laughs> <laughs> and then he went, "This is my favorite." And then he went, "Um, I'll pick six then." <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my favorite part of our conversation when we were planning it. You were, I was like. So three apiece, and you were like, so here's the thing. And I was going to be like, oh, are you, uh, is this going to be a thing where you're like, I have 40, <laughs> or is it going to be like nothing? And then you were like, yeah, I haven't seen it. I was like, oh, cool. I'll pick six then. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I mean, I know the premise of the show. I feel like everybody in the world practically knows the premise of the show because the theme song really just tells it to you. Um, and if you haven't heard the mm-hmm. theme song, then where the hell have you been living? Um, <laughs> Cause like I could practically sing it and I've never seen the show. So um, yeah, but um, so I went into these completely blind other than knowing just the basic premise and knowing, yeah, that these are like, his aunt and uncle and three cousins, three cousins, I think. Um, three, three to four. <laughs> three to four. <laughs> because uh, he he gets he gets an additional okay. cousin. I want to say like the fourth season gotcha. or so. Classic, classic, eighties, nineties sitcom with a new kid. But so I watched these clips, and we'll talk about them, but. I also went on Wikipedia because I just wanted to get, like, a rundown of the characters. Um, mm-hmm. And not a lot of specifics, but just, like, a rundown. And um, So here's a question that I have that I don't know that you're going to be able to answer. But it's just, like, a question I want to put out into the universe. That And looking mm-hmm. at the list of characters. So Will Smith is playing Will Smith. Um and his mom's name, or his mom's last name is Smith also. But then it looks like he has mm-hmm. aunts that have the last name Smith. And his dad has the last name Smith. What? <laughs> I'm really? sorry, I left out probably an important part. So his mom is Vivian's sister. And it looks like they have a couple other sisters whose last names are also Smith. But then his dad's last name is also Smith. And I was like, is this just because he's in one episode and they just didn't want to think of a last name for him? <laughs> that could very well be the case, yeah. Um, But, yeah. Of course, it is just so me to get bogged down in some stupid detail. <laughs> um, speaking of stupid details, here is uh, just a, a couple of people that uh, have are, that are like celebrity guests that have been okay. on the show. Uh, the Reverend Jesse Jackson, Don Cheadle, Heavy D, Naomi Campbell, 
uh, Vander Holyfield, Queen Latifah, Zaza Gabor, uh, Tom Jones, D.L. Hughley, uh, Boys to Men, uh, Ken Griffey Jr., uh, Bell Biv DeVoe, uh, William Shatner, Gary Coleman, and uh, Dick hmm. Clark. There are there are more people, including a certain person that we don't talk about on this podcast. But um, yeah, that's just a, a short list of people that have been uh, on the show. Some of them have played themselves. Some of them have played other people like Chris Rock played uh, a famous actor named Maurice and also played Maurice's oh, sister. All right. um, so that <laughs> so that's a thing. All right. So do we just want to like go through this list? Yeah, sure. We can. Why don't you just pick one? We don't have to decide to go from top to bottom. You can just pick one that you want to talk about. Okay. We can kind of hit it. Um, we will. We will, of course, put the links to these. They're for the most part. They're generally like short YouTube yeah, clips. They were all um, under five minutes. I think, that may so. that are potentially representative of like a larger episode or a larger mm-hmm. story arc. But yeah, so you can pick whichever one you want. We can start. Okay. With um, well, going into this. I had seen a couple of these before, including, yes, I was familiar with Tom Jones and the Carlton dance. Uh, mm-hmm. it, I just feel like that's such an iconic thing that, again, it's like the theme song has transcended the show. The um, show itself, yeah. And I knew about it before this, but then um, Alfonso was on Dancing with the Stars, and of course they milked that for everything it was worth. <laughs> um, he won. He, he won, didn't and he? He was very good. I just, okay. th- I just mean that they put mm-hmm. the Carlton dance move in a lot, several times. <laughs> okay. Um, and he did. Do- They're like, "Hey, remember he did yeah. this?" We're like, "Yes, he literally just did it last right, dance. We yeah. got it." <laughs> um, and I'm ninety nine percent sure that his first dance, maybe. Or at least one of his first dance was to "It's Not Unusual" by Tom Jones, um, because mm-hmm. they love to do that. And I, I get it. I yes. get it. Give the people what they want. I yeah. So, um, so yeah. I'm familiar with that, and it is. I get why it's iconic. It's just so something. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. For the uninitiated, uh, it and this is I actually I'm going to put on my little like professor cap and push my glasses up the bridge <laughs> of my nose because I know some of this stuff and and the stuff that I had like gaps in knowledge on I I definitely did look up. Um, so it wasn't really meant to be anything initially. It was just like in one of the scripts. It was like Carlton mm-hmm. dances. Like it doesn't yeah. say how, and so he was just like, uh, okay. Uh, he's done interviews where he talks about the inspiration was from the music video dancing in the dark with Springsteen and Courtney Cox was in there. And also from Eddie Murphy's uh, white person dance from his standup called raw. There's it's, it's like a, uh, he's got like a purple mm-hmm. suit in that one. It's like a fucking like pleather leather suit, but he has like this like mocking dance that he thinks all mm-hmm. white people do. And like, Alfonso took those two inspirations and kind of just melded them together. And that is what they, the Carlton dance okay. comes from. And so it, yeah, it wasn't really supposed to be anything, but like, it, I guess it, like it, it popped uh, the, the writers and some of the people on set. And I guess he would occasionally just like dance like that during some downtime. 
to funny shit. And I don't remember exactly how it came to be like uh, so connected to Tom Jones other than like that was like a, a wrinkle of the character is that he was just like infatuated mm-hmm. with Tom Jones. And so like, I think the the clip specifically, that one is the only one that I did like a time code for because it's just like a, a compilation mm-hmm. of Carlton dances. Um, and uh, I think there's one where like nobody's at home. And so he like peers down yep. the stairs and is like, and this is like a gorgeous yes. house, by the way. Like this how like I would fucking, even now I would be like, this how I'm fucking living <laughs> in this house. This house is dope. Um, you know, property values being what they are and all that stuff. But like, so he peers down this like large, like winding staircase. Nobody's there. He's like looking around and he goes over to like the, where the, like the entertainment center is and just turns that song on and just fucking cuts mm-hmm. loose. It it's is so, so good. Funny. And then Will catches him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. So I get it. And like, I get that his character is supposed to be like, kind of dorky and like um at the risk of i don't know at the risk of something a little bit like white as compared to (laughs) will um well yeah no i think that's a fair i i I don't think you necessarily have to tap dance around that uh definitely i think that is an accurate like um an accurate statement to make and it's something that we'll talk about in a little bit with a different clip too but it's just like uh you know he's not like that that's part of like the fish out of the water bit is that like you know carlton doesn't have that same experience that one would attribute to a stereotype stereotypical black upbringing or a Mm -hmm. black experience and so thus he seems a little bit like like they make some running gags about him they don't they don't like out and out call him like white they don't go into dangerous territory necessarily by saying like he's an oreo or anything like that which oof that kills me but um that's that statement but like that's kind of the bit is that like he doesn't really have that same mm-hmm. black experience and so it comes off as if he's mm-hmm. you know a yeah. white kid <laughs> it, it's so. funny because it makes me think of um there's a will smith song i don't know if you know it um that's i wish i made that and i feel like i've heard it maybe yeah. once but I, um, I don't know there's some too problematic much about shit it. in that song um but but one of the parts is talking about how like he he wishes he had made some of these like really famous um like rap songs um and that he doesn't get mm-hmm. enough respect as a rapper um and this is a song from like the 2000s so we're talking long past long past fresh prince um well mm-hmm. into his like award-winning movie career um but there's a there's a line in that song that says like um like that i'm not black enough for this or whatever and so it's just funny Mm -hmm. how like this the whole premise of this show or at least the beginning is like will coming into this affluent part of his family and feeling like a fish out of water and like basically feeling like this family that he's come into or i mean it is his family but like um that he's now living with is like not black enough for him kind of 
Um, mm-hmm. I just thought that was like interesting to think about. Yeah, I, I now that you are mentioning it, I do remember a little bit more about that because it's. Um, I want to say it was like mid two thousands that yeah. that song came out, and I just remembered that like now, like now that you're like talking about it, I'm like it's like starting mm-hmm. to come back a little bit because so I know that like a, a person that like for whatever reason kind of targeted will regarding like his rap career Mm -hmm. was Eminem like and I think it was because like I think he was I don't think it was like necessarily like a malicious Mm -hmm. target but he was kind of just like well Will Smith doesn't have to like curse in his records but I but Mm -hmm. I am going to I think he says but I do and it's like yeah so you know um and like I know it it just became like I guess an Mm -hmm. easy target to go at Will Smith because like he just was like I'm gonna make this like rap music that i like Mm -hmm. i want to make but like i want to make it and i don't need to curse like summertime is like you know Mm -hmm. one of his biggest hits which unfortunately he kind of derides a little bit in that song if uh um because he kind of because i'm looking up the lyrics now and it's like he's basically saying like summertime is all i've got and it's like you know it's the un it's the turn that like hard hard quote-unquote harder rap and like just at least locally like we had uh, a station called v100 that like really played like you know like jay-z and like little john and, and you know like that that more like dmx or like the edgier mm-hmm. rap music and you know stuff like that stuff that like will smith created of course unfortunately mm-hmm. fell by the wayside um he's very much like a early like late 80s early 90s rapper and i think that that's like a strength of his and so like it's kind of interesting to see him kind of try to mm-hmm. buck that mm-hmm. strength with the with this uh i wish that i made that song and it's like a and, and i agree it's like basically he's saying like y'all are saying i'm not black enough regarding mm-hmm. xyz and it's like mm, that's right. you know something that I've struggled with is, you know, that sense of not being black enough. And yeah. So, but I think that's, um, that's a theme throughout the show and throughout these clips that you sent me, um, you know, cause there's this, this clip where, um, they're trying to get into a fraternity and they don't want, the fraternity doesn't want Carlton. And basically it's like, because he's not black enough. Um, mm-hmm. and of course that's like the one time I think they like straight up bring it like it's not played as like a it's not like like when they, they do pull that card like out and out it's it's for mm-hmm. a reason it's not like just because like a hey look right. like isn't he eccentric almost right. white guy like you know so um, that clip is called Carlton is called the sellout just uh, that's mm-hmm. what I've labeled it but um, as Amelia said, like they're trying to get into fraternity and the, like the one funny bit and it's, it's funny, but it's also kind of noble is that like, um, I think Will goes to talk to like the head of the frat and it's kind of implied that it's like, it's at least for like a second that it's like they, that he, they both can't get in mm-hmm. because of Carlton and Carlton comes over and is like, Hey man, if you're not going to accept Will, there's no way I'm going to do it. And I was just like, Oh, that is so <laughs> It's funny, but it's also like, it's like you got to have a friend like that or just like uh-huh. family like that where they're just like, they're just going to straight up like stand up for you no matter what. Like, even if it's like a situation where you're like something that you wanted, but it's like, a, if you're right. not going to take him, 
I'm not coming, you know, like, yeah, but, but yeah, so, um, that particular clip is, is one that like really stuck with me. Um, because it, you know, I just identified as a person who didn't really gl- grow up with their black family. Mostly grew up in a white neighborhood with like, you know, not that same experience. I was just, I saw that episode and it like almost made me cry. Cause I was just like, that's fucking almost a ton of conversations that I had up until that point in my life was people being like, well, you're not really black enough. Like the phrase, like the what Sherrick's the whitest guy I know, or the whitest black guy I know, or just like Sherrick's an Oreo or that kind of shit was like, just, you know, like salt Bay. It was like, but it was like salt bait like all over my life. It was just like a constant mm-hmm. sprinkle, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, of, of that kind of shit. And it's like, it's something that I know that like it came from an unintentional place of malice, but like it was still like a very malicious thing to be like tossing into like a young black person's experience. And I don't want to get too like deep into it, but it was just like, it's still stuff that like, it's not even like, I'm not trying to make it sound like it's just white people that said that shit to me. Like I've had like, you know, other people of color that like didn't realize the toxic shit that they were saying or doing or like saying like, Hey, you can't, you can't really be down for black people if you are falling for a person of another race or if you're falling for the white devil like that dumb shit um but so that yeah this this whole this scene was just like it it i feel like it takes the fresh prince of bel-air out of like a hey this is a funny show in the 90s to like one of the mm-hmm. best shows mm-hmm. period um because it wasn't afraid to touch on mm-hmm. these kind of things and 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 in an era where like a lot of that kind of confusion mm-hmm. was going on about like you know like is it cool for you to date outside your race is it cool to be like not the stereotype black person like is it cool mm-hmm. to do this or is it like you know like they touch on weight. Like there's one segment that I'll really quick hit um, that I didn't include, and it's a, a segment where um, Will accidentally gets Carlton to oh. take speed. Mm-hmm. Like I think he accepts it from like a classmate or something, and Carlton is like he thinks they're vitamins or whatever, and Will is like he's asking Will for like vitamins or something, and Will is just like exhausted, and so he just like tells him they're in his locker, and Carlton ends up taking speed and like just like goes off the deep end like he's just like and and when will realizes what happened he's like so upset and like just just like he's just so distraught over the situation i think carlton like i can't remember he has to go to the hospital or what have you but like like they touch on like taking drugs and like the like the intentional and unintentional consequences of that and it's just like oh shit shit gets real like this isn't just like a hey he's from philly and he lives in california that's funny like you know so yeah, I mean, I like that's yeah. that's what I sort of love about good sitcoms is the way that they can bring these sorts of more serious things into them that I think that um mm-hmm. like that's where I have trouble I have trouble with sitcoms that have jokes just for the sake of jokes. Um whereas mm-hmm. like a sitcom at least from what I could tell from six very short clips. <laughs> that, like, yeah, the, uh, there's probably some of that, but there's also like a lot of it is just like 
grounded in reality that like real life is funny right like we joke Mm -hmm. as people talking all the time and so but but it there's also serious stuff happening and so this a show like this i like it when they reflect those kinds of things and that the serious moments and the funny moments are grounded in reality and in these people's character in real life and um you know so that like um for example the clip uh that you put on here bullets over bel air something happens and will gets shot and it sounds like he's like protecting carlton yeah um because in the clip Mm -hmm. he's in the hospital and he's like joking with carlton and asking for a hug and and um but he's like joking about stuff and Carlton is like, how can you be joking about this? And I just like, it just felt so real to me. It felt kind of sitcom-y, but it also felt kind of real to me of like, I'm deflecting. Um, and so I'm making jokes mm-hmm. and I'm trying to show you that like, I'm okay. Um, like this traumatic thing happened and I'm not over it, but like it, you know, I'm okay. Um, uh, and then, you know, realizes yeah. that Carlton has a gun and he doesn't want him to have a gun. And um, I really loved that scene because as Will is like yelling at him for having a gun, you can just like see, you can just see tears, just like a couple, just like a couple tears on his face. And I was like, oh, that's such beautiful acting. <laughs> yes. Yes. This specifically from like three characters and this isn't to say that like their other characters in the show did a bad job but like uh james avery rest in peace mm-hmm. who played uncle phil will smith and alfonso Ribeiro, like oh, their performances so uh, like they 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 dominate the most of these clips yeah. and that's because they're so like yeah and i could tell just from these that like they were really good and i mean i know obviously will smith is a really good actor from other things i've seen him in movies and blah 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 but um Mm-hmm. Oh. Ooh, real quick I'll, I'll just give context to bullets over belly yeah, yeah. uh, just a little bit more uh in that they were they they were at an atm at like late at night and i don't remember exactly why and i thought that maybe that clip had more of it so i, I apologize that it uh-huh. only shows them in the hospital but like for those of you who don't know or haven't watched the show carlton is a very happy-go-lucky character like he's very like upbeat and bright like, even though mm-hmm. he's entitled he can be whiny and stuff but like he's not broody he's not like like i'm trying to think there's a there's a a bit in um uh it's probably in the 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 dance compilation video where he ends up uh like around a bunch of like older like women and they coerce him into like stripping like like on a stage like he's like doing like a uh, some michael jackson dance and he's you know other stuff and he ends up like taking a bunch of his clothes off and then uh his mother vivian uh-huh. ends up showing up and she like so so it's like the, the the like the the um punchline of this of the bit or that that scene is uh like an, a cougar yells like take it off and she and his mother yells <laughs> put it on and then he realizes that his mom is there <laughs> <laughs> and he like covers his nipples with his hands and goes, <laughs> "Mommy!" And it's like so he's like very like 
Yeah, it's it's he's very like yeah. just like a naive right. fun character. So for this scene, when you're like this character who like has like this like super adorable mm-hmm. cute worldview goes, I need a fucking gun to protect myself because I almost mm-hmm. died today, like or yesterday or what have you. It just so it's mm-hmm. so jarring to have like and you mentioned it earlier it's like will is obviously deflecting and trying to make himself feel better and trying to make carlton feel better because like they get held up and they never show in the scene mm-hmm. they never show the robber they just turn and they and then you like hear mm-hmm. a voice from off screen mm-hmm. that is holding them up and then they use like stock footage <laughs> of somebody of firing a gun so there's not like there's not like a, a gun in the scene officially or anything like that. And so it's kind of, it's kind of implied that obviously will push Carlton out of the mm-hmm. way to take the bullet for him. Um, but yeah, so it's like, you can watch uh, Carlton. Like he's just not himself when he sees will in the hospital, even though he mm-hmm. knows that will is okay. And like it, you you just know something is wrong and you can just watch him like, just like starting to like, dissociate and like not being able to understand mm-hmm. what the situation is is like because he's like how can you be joke like you said like how could he be joking at a time like this like he mm-hmm. almost fucking died and he's like i need a gun because they're like he like, you know mm-hmm. you just watch the worldview change and like the, the nice thing about it is like they don't make carlton like this dark character for the rest mm-hmm. of the series like because of it but like you can tell that it's something that like right. adds to the right. experience pool of like right. you know and to me that kind of goes into the and i don't know in the course of the show where these clips fall so um uh, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah me neither but, um, so much but to me that kind of goes also into then the the next clip on your list jailhouse rock um where <laughs> <laughs> where Carlton and Will are driving to Palm Springs and they get pulled over. <laughs> and that clip was just so oh my god. Because like I knew I knew I knew enough to know like where this was going and that Will Will is like <laughs> give short answers, don't like don't you know like just do what he tells you to do. Keep your hands on the wheel. Like, just, you know, don't, don't make jokes. Don't mm-hmm. like, you know, all this stuff. And Carlton is just like, so naive in that clip. He's just so naive. And it just, just starts like going off on like, Oh yeah, we're driving to Palm Springs and this bends and it belongs to this man who's like, lives in palm springs and the police officer is like well why are you driving his car why didn't he drive his own car oh because his wife had everybody helicoptered in <laughs> like all this shit <laughs> it's just the whole time will is like we're gonna die we're gonna die <laughs> like we're gonna die and then they like get taken into the to the police station and they're questioning him and Willis like we're from LA and we're you know like just one word answers and Carlton is like just giving the, like way mm-hmm. too much backstory and, <laughs> and and yeah then they're talking about like stolen vehicles and Carlton's like yeah I'm I'm appalled at that and and I just you know I think that the cops need to do their job on that and Will's like they are. That's why they're talking to us. <laughs> 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 like, and then um, 
I actually, because this clip doesn't go that far, there's another clip that's like auto played mm-hmm. after it that like kind of overlapped and okay. had them at home talking about it and Will trying to explain to Carlton like, we didn't get pulled over because you were driving poorly. We got pulled over because we're black. And Carlton just like arguing mm-hmm. with him and like not getting it at all. And finally, Will just like walking out of the room because yeah. he's like, I can't, I can't deal with this anymore. And mm-hmm. then, and then Uncle Phil comes in and Carlton starts to get it and then asked him a question. Was like, well, if you were a cop, wouldn't you pull somebody over if they were going way too slow? And the and Uncle Phil is like, yeah, that's what I asked myself the first time I got pulled over too. And then that's when you see like the nickel drop and um, kind of mm-hmm. fucking vending machines am I using that I have nickels dropping anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a, I've never heard someone say the nickel drop, but I was like, ooh, look I at me like learning shit today. I feel like I've heard that. I'm here for it. I don't know where the fuck. Anyway. I can see where you got it from, though, because like sometimes you put a nickel in the vending machine well, and it's like, nah, bitch, it's I don't more, take nickels. You're I like, think it's more just like off. an old saying, so it started back when. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, fair enough. It's an old saying, because who remembers putting who actual remembers change, change into a vending machine? <laughs> <laughs> This change. <laughs> yep. This ancient ass shit. Um. Anyway, but I, you know, what I really liked about that clip is it was really funny, but it was also really important and really serious. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think, like, to me, this is where I, I'm gonna admit to my own white naivete. Um. Is that like, I didn't really realize that this was a thing until just, like, a few years ago. Um, until it became, until Black Lives Matter um, and all that became such a big thing in the news. Um, I didn't really mm-hmm. know about this whole, like, um, being pulled over while Black and um, all of that kind of stuff. And that's a failure on my part um, of not knowing that. And so to see that clip in this show from the early nineties, I was like, damn, this has been going on forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's really unfortunate and I don't want to like soapbox it too heavy other than like, just like everything that will said is like the exact way that I have operated in any time that I've gotten pulled over and like just the 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 fear that one has when you are being pulled over and you don't know why like just for so I'll tell this story a little bit vaguely because I don't want to put anyone on blast but like I was driving this this is like maybe like four or five years ago I was driving on one of the freeways in in Wisconsin and it was like late at night and this is before I had any sort of like Bluetooth or anything in my car. So like if somebody called me, I would have to like literally pick up my phone and put it to my mm-hmm. face to like talk to them. Um, and my phone was sitting in the passenger seat face up. It's like, you know, it's after dark. So like if Light someone up. were to call, yeah. it would, you know, illuminate. Yes. 
someone called me and I ignored it because I was driving. Um, mostly because I, I, like, I could see the light out of the corner of my eye, but I was like also like driving like at night and it always, it already kind of freaks me out, like trying to distract myself driving at night. Like I don't in general, but like, especially at night cause it's harder to see. Um, I ignored it. That person called me again and I like saw it. And then I like looked, I, I like saw it, looked back up at the road and I could see like a cop, like chilling, like on the side, like probably just like, like, you know, doing the radar gun thing, looked at how fast I was going. I was going exactly the speed limit. And I was like, thank fucking God. Uh, and then I like reached over to like, you know, hit the volume mm-hmm. down button or whatever to silence it. I drive past the cop and I drive past the cop. And as I pass the cop, the phone lights up again. And then the next thing I remember is there were like flashing lights. And I was like, fuck. So I get pulled over and the guy is like, were you like playing on your phone? And I was like, nope. And I had had my hands on the steering wheel, did not remove them. Uh, except for the fact that I had like my driver's license, like tucked in my thumbs. So that way, like if he was like, Hey, I want to see your driver's license. I didn't have to reach anywhere. Um, which is like a trick that I got taught, um, years, years ago. Um, but, uh, anyway, so he's like trying to interrogate me about playing on my phone and driving. And I got off with a warning. Um, but I was just like, I wasn't Mm -hmm. doing anything. You know what I mean? Like I was going exactly the speed limit. There was nothing to suggest that I had picked up the phone. I hadn't touched the phone other than like to hit the volume down button before he pulled me over. Uh, but just like, I remember just being like, uh, this is a world I live in where I can get pulled over mm-hmm. for literally doing nothing. Like, you know, so yeah, shit's wild. <laughs> the shit is wild. And like the feeling of just like, I can't imagine what it would like. I would, I can only imagine what it would feel like to get pulled over like as uh, like a white person in that like you're scared of like having to pay a fine or like if you're driving drunk then obviously then you're getting in bigger trouble but just like like that is like like the 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 fear that you would have if you were like doing something like majorly illegal is like is like our default state as black mm-hmm. people when you get pulled over you know like because there's like no guarantee that you could be leaving that experience with your car or with your life like again we don't want to get too deep into this like well you know we kind of already made this a bit more of a serious episode than i think we intended to initially but um like that's like our default state whenever we have any interaction with the police who are in theory supposed Mm -hmm. to be there to protect and serve and it's just like a wild thing like especially in college um when I had friends who got pulled over and they were like, ah, it was no big deal. And I was like, yeah, "Yeah, I would have been pissing myself. Like, you know, um, just worried that like, you know, I wasn't going to make it home. But so, yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent in that. Like I found humor in it. Obviously I was laughing as you were retelling it and just how Will was going and like the, the, like a, Hey, Hey Carlton, don't do this, and then he does it, and the cop is like repeating mm-hmm. what Will said, like almost verbatim. He's gonna, like, he's gonna <laughs> ask us to get out of the car, please get out of the car, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and the better part of it is like he's he's like, hey, Carlton, keep your hands on the wheel. Carlton reaches out to shake his hand, and like this is ha- like he's right. saying this as the cop is there, and the cop is like, right. yeah, idiot, yeah. don't fucking do that. Yeah. Uh. So. 
Um, yeah. So, I, yeah. Like, as I was watching that clip, I was like, am I, can I laugh at this? Like, am I, because <laughs> it's funny, but I also yes. don't know that yes, this 100%. is very serious. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I, can I, uh, tell me if you, tell me if you want me yeah. to cut this out. Yes, and you I can. Will, and tell me if you don't want to talk about it and that's okay. fine. Um, but when you sent me these clips, I was like, I feel like we can get serious about some of these if we wanted to. Um, and so I'm just, mm-hmm. at, but again, you and I have had conversations before about how like, um, it's not always our job to, uh, teach people about our experience. Um, so I want to be sensitive to that and know that, um, mm-hmm. If you don't want to share, that's totally fine. Um, um, But I guess, like, as I was watching, like, particularly that clip, um, and a little bit the sellout clip as well, um, just wondering, like, a little bit of, of, yeah, I mean, you've talked about it a little bit about your own experiences around that. But I just, you know, like, at what age were you told that, like, about cops and black people that's the thing is i wasn't um so like as far as like i'm trying to think about (laughs) how to like say this tactfully without like you know putting anybody Mm -hmm. on blast or anything like that like so i grew up uh in like so i i guess i'll say this is that i feel like i have uh, even though like i can't i I, i'm i can't pull like you know when exactly these things came from like mm-hmm. i'm not like a super fan of the show in that regard where i'm just like <laughs> oh well at 13 minutes in in season four uh, of episode 17 is mm-hmm. when this joke happened and like right. did you know that you know like blah 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 or, like and that kind of shit but like there were so many parallels both like at the time that this show mm-hmm. was on and like looking in hindsight to my life from this show mm-hmm. that I was just like, this is fucking mm-hmm. wild. Like the, I love this. Um, but to get back to your question is like, I live uh, from the age of five until on, like I lived in what you would consider like a suburban affluent neighborhood. So like a lot of like these experiences, I had to experience quote unquote, the hard mm-hmm. way or the or quote unquote firsthand. Like, you know, like the very first time I remember there being an issue and I like learned was I think I was like eight or nine years old and we had like a teacher in service, which I guess, I don't know if that's still even a thing, but like uh, a teacher in service. So we didn't have school, mm-hmm. our specific school. And there were like a couple of different schools in the area and I went to private school. Um, so like, I didn't think about the fact that like it would be, out of character for me to be playing outside away from my house. Uh, my like parental units didn't think of it either. So um, I was like biking in the general area and then, like a cop car was like following me. And then I like was like, that's weird. I'm wondering where they're going. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't put together. They were following me until like I got home and then the cops like pulled up outside of our house and like, my guardian, I think, was like on the porch or something, and they like asked him like what I was doing, and he was like, "Oh, he lives here. There's a teacher. He doesn't have school today." Like they were like, "I'm I'm sure they were just like, oh, this kid isn't 
being truant, is he? Like, but like, you know, I didn't mm-hmm. think of it. I had to experience it and then like put it together, put the pieces together after I mm-hmm. asked my guardian like what was happening. And he was like, mm-hmm. oh, they thought you were skipping school. And I was like, why would they think that I'm skipping school? Like, and then I was like, well, I know that like I had friends that were not black in the area. In fact, I was like one of the few people of like kids of color in my neighborhood that they Mm -hmm. probably passed and didn't Mm -hmm. think about it, you know, like, and it's, it's sad because it's like, and it's, it's really sad because I have these kind of experiences and I've learned them firsthand. And then I've had to like put them in the library of my like mind or whatever. And then when I like see people who haven't had that experience, just say that I'm like, we as like black people are just like making it up or we're just playing the victim. It's like, especially infuriating. Cause it's just like, you yeah. don't even care to know that. Like, like you just don't like, it, it doesn't cross your mind. And it's like, you do it. it. It's to me, it's different when somebody just doesn't straight up. know. Mm-hmm. they're just like, Oh, I never really considered that as opposed to just being like a, well, obviously you just didn't mm-hmm. do it right. You know what I mean? Like if you've ever like had someone like criticize you in that way, like in general, where you're just like, okay, I need to like, I'm just gonna fucking just make something up. Like if if you're trying to like fix something by like turning a screw and someone's like, you're not doing it right is way different than like a, hey, uh, are you sure you're doing it right? Mm -hmm. Like, can I see, like, can I help you? Like Mm -hmm. that, those are two way different things. And so whenever, like I've had like, you know, discussions on Facebook with people, especially in this general vicinity of time with like 2015 to now where they would just go, well, well, obviously you're just playing the victim. And it's like, nah, my dude, like I have like fucking decades of experience of like watching this shit happen to me and to people that I love and people that I don't even know that share the same trait of skin color as me. So maybe just stop and consider what the fuck Mm -hmm. you're saying before you just pop off like you know like um so yeah no we can keep this in i don't mind that at all but like um it's it it, it was something that i had to learn on my own for the most part and no i was just gonna say like I, i like a vivid memory of like college is like going to lincoln nebraska which like treated me well for the most part but it was like very obvious that I was like, it, it was almost like me going to like ballet, like me, yeah. me as Will right. Smith going to ballet, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I can't say that there was anybody that was a stereotype of entitled or spoiled and that kind of stuff. But it was definitely like a, I am not in fucking. <laughs> Except you anymore. almost Like were. this is, um, <laughs> this is, this shit is, I mean, yeah, I almost was, but not quite. Yeah. So. So yeah, it, oh, there yeah, there are a lot of parallels that like mm-hmm. I accidentally drew, I accidentally mm-hmm. drew from these mm-hmm. specific scenes, like not just like the the show as a whole. So like the Jailhouse Rock, I've never been to jail like except for as a visitor for somebody, um, but I've been pulled over, and mm-hmm. so I know what it feels like when mm-hmm. Will is like, "Don't mm-hmm. do this," like "Don't do that," like when we, and hopefully. Like, there's no guidebook for this shit. Like, not to say that, obviously, you know, that there's some, like, you know, situations out there where even, like, people that are white will run into problems if they don't, you know, act 
correctly in front mm-hmm. of a cop. But that's not the point here. Is but I'm just saying that like before anyone like gets all up in arms and is like, well, white people have well, something mean, too, and it's like, yeah, sure, okay, to, fine, whatever. But this is something I uh, that gets talked about a lot in social justice circles is about white privilege um, or male privilege or just privilege. And the thing that people don't understand and that you have to keep saying over and over again, or at least it feels like we have to keep saying over and over again is that like, we're not saying that your life has been easy. We're not saying that your life has been like just a breeze what we're saying is that what has caused it to be hard is not your skin color or your gender. And so, yeah, there are yeah. plenty of, yeah, no, I there just, are plenty of I just am trying to like, like white people have had issues with cops. I mean, I've, I've been pulled over, but I've gotten off mostly with warnings, um, probably because I'm a white woman, like maybe not totally, but like one time I was going 15 miles over the speed limit and the ticket that I got was for nine miles over the speed limit so that I wouldn't have to pay the additional fine on top of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had to go in and yeah. plead my case so, to get something like that to happen oh. every, and anytime like, uh, and of course, like uh, that's, that's on me well, for, right, you know, yeah. driving I mean, faster I than I should have been, but like for that I was still. going 15 miles over the speed limit that's not a little (laughs) um but Mm -hmm. the fact that you know the fact that I was probably like a 25 year old white woman in a very white area and being like oh my god I'm so sorry that they were like oh it's okay don't worry about it it's your first offense here you don't have to pay the full fine like even if that's not consciously, like, that's the thing that I think is so hard about a lot of this kind of stuff is that, like, it's it's just, like, internalized biases that we don't even always recognize that we have. And that even people with the best of intentions mm-hmm. um, have those biases in them sometimes. And, um, and so, like, yeah. that's something I have to, like, remember in myself of, like... Oh yeah, there's like internalized mm-hmm. misogyny within me, <laughs> even though I'm like a huge feminist. Um, so you know, it's mm-hmm. it's all just very it's all just very tricky, but it's also very real. And I, yeah. um, I I thought it was really um, I thought it was really interesting how they portrayed that. Um, yeah. Um, I do want to tell this story real quick just so that it's not all fucking doom and gloom, especially when it comes to cars. So um, I was driving to, um, I can't, I want to say it was, this was like 2013, 2014, maybe. I think I was driving someplace, uh, probably down to Chicago or something for an audition or something. And at the time I was driving a, um, a very specific colored Volkswagen Jetta like it was very like it was a very rare color um it was like a I want to say it's like a gold like a beige gold which wasn't um Mm -hmm. like on the on the roads all that often um and I remember like driving it was this was like closer to the like Racine Kenosha area 
And I was, I, a trick that I use when I'm going long distances that mm-hmm. most people should definitely use is cruise control. So that way I can make sure I'm sticking with the speed limit. There's no, like, I, you know, I can stay like, stay in the appropriate lane, stick to the speed limit that I don't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Like, am I going too fast? And that kind of shit. I see a, a car that is almost exactly Whoa. my make and model. I had a, it was a Jetta SEL um, and color just zoom past me going easily mm-hmm. like 10, 15 over the speed limit. I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. That's, that's all right, dude. Good fucking luck getting wherever you're going. See you later. Like five minutes later, I get pulled over and I'm like, okay, sitting there waiting. And I'm like, thank goodness I fucking left early for this. Cause you know, like if you've ever been pulled over, you know that the cops take their sweet time. They're never just like coming right up to you. They'll take their sweet time. So I'm sitting there, do the trick, got, got the fucking ID in my thumbs, hand on the wheels and stuff. The, the officer who was a, uh, who like this very large white guy, just comes up, knocks on the window. I roll it down. He goes, I'm real sorry. I pulled over the wrong car. Um, you have a good day, sir. I didn't mean to do that. I thought you were such and such car. Uh, the difference between the cars is I had an Autobot symbol on my, uh, on my rear bumper. And as he ran my plates, I think he realized that I was not like, I don't know. I, I think he just saw the same car. And was just like, I fucking got him. Finally, I'm going to pull him over. But he was, he was like, like probably like a six foot six, just barrel, mm-hmm. just huge fucking dude. And he's just like, like knocks on a thing. And I'm like, I'm just like terrified. And he goes, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to pull you over. I, you were not the car I was looking for. The license plate, I, I realized is all wrong. I'm so sorry. You have a good day, sir. And like, just like left it at that and just like left. And then like got in his car and just like sped off. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you, like, it was like one of those moments where, like, you play it back in your head. And you're like, I wish I would have said this. I wish we could have joked about that. It would have been really funny, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. But I was just like, uh, wow. Uh huh. Wow. Bye. <laughs> I made it on the, I made it to the audition on time, didn't get the card. That's neither here nor there. But I was just like, uh, because I, like, I didn't put it together until uh-huh. he, like, said, like, I pulled over the wrong car, which I, like, to be clear, right. did not think right. was a thing, <laughs> you know, like, um, but he was just like so apologetic about it. And I was like, all right. So yeah. to be clear, like there are good cops out there. Like, uh, not that I no. needed to tell this story just for that to be real, but just like not every experience I've had with like, you know, law enforcement has been like the worst, but um, <laughs> anyway, back to the first <laughs> I need some like, um, some like good scene transition music there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about yeah. Uncle Phil Hustles the Hustler? Is that okay with you? Okay, cool. Go ahead. No, uh, uh, I'll shut the fuck the up for like five minutes. And I mean, the title gives it away, kind of like what happens, but um, like somehow mm-hmm. uh, Will has lost the car to some sort of pool shark. Um, and he brings his uncle Phil in and to get the car back and the guy wants $300 for it, which I just thought was so funny. Cause I'm like, in a real situation like this, it would not be yes. $300. Like fucking 10,000 or some shit. Um, or hundred, you know, like it'd be a lot of money. 
Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. so then Uncle Phil is like, or the guy is like, I we could play for it. And Uncle Phil's like, I guess it can't be that hard. I've seen it on TV and like, you know, loses the game poorly and then comes back and, um, you know, like the second game they go, uh, they up the ante and, and he plays a second game and he asks the butler, Jeffrey, for his pool cue. Um, which has a name and now I can't remember what it is. It's, <laughs> Luce, it's Lucille. Or something like that. And he pulls out the <laughs> pool cue out of his pants, basically. <laughs> and screams at the <laughs> and like, Oh, shit! <laughs> and I just, I fucking loved it. And by the end of it, he's got the car back and nine hundred dollars and it's just completely um mm. hustled this hustler and it was so good um but yeah the whole time i was just like don't you just love how like in these kinds of shows kids get into these these scrapes and like sit in half an hour and mm-hmm. you know he lost the car for three hundred dollars, <laughs> and like, it just. <laughs> yeah, I, but I loved it. I thought it was really funny. It, yeah, this this scene this scene is number two on like my favorite like Fresh Prince moments. In that, like, like if if I ever run into somebody who's like, yeah, I really like Fresh Prince, I'm like, have you seen that scene with Uncle Phil in the, in the pool? Just because, like, okay, so. Uncle Phil in general is kind of like a hard nosed character. Like he's obviously like well worn from like being a like a black mm-hmm. lawyer in like the Bel Air area. Um, so he's I mean he's got he's got a gorgeous house. He's got like a fucking like you know he's got like a tennis court in his like in his yard and all that stuff. But like he also is like you know aware of those mm-hmm. kind of situations. Like basically that black mm-hmm. experience. Like he still has that to draw upon. And so like for me it was. It it was it was kind of like a, a a telegraph, but not in a bad way. Like I wasn't like, a, oh man, like he's gonna fucking like. Yeah, I was just like, oh, this is gonna be fucking good because like uncle, like the just the like the 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 actor James Avery just putting on that like high pitched like naive in, innocent voice. I was like, that's not Uncle Phil. That's not, that's <laughs> that's a hustle. Yeah. This is a hustle job. That's what that is. <laughs> and he goes, he's like, okay. I, I mean, if you want to ump the ante, that's fine. Okay. And then the hustler agrees. He's yeah. like, Jeffrey, break out Lucille. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Jeffrey, like, tosses tosses his, his, like, fucking blazer open and just pulls Lucille out of his pants. Yeah. <laughs> Which, out of context, whoop! Um, but it was, it was, it, so there's obviously a lot of clashes between Uncle Phil and Will, you know, in that, like, Uncle Phil didn't want Will to like fuck mm. with his impressionable entitled spoiled mm. children in a way that he didn't approve of. But like just like this is one of those scenes where it was just like you could tell not only did these actors have just like such a fantastic time mm. shooting this show for the most part. Um we'll we'll get into Aunt Viv and if you want to later, but um mm-hmm. that they just became a family, you know, and like the reason that I even wanted to talk about this uh 
in the time that we were going to, you know, do this podcast is because um, uh, Will Smith has like a Snapchat show, I think, um, where he had uh, some cast members come on and rewatch some scenes with James Avery and them because he unfortunately passed uh, as uh, from complications of an open heart surgery. I want to say in like 2012 or 2013. Um, and like, you can just see like the emotions on their face when they're watching these scenes. Like you, they just remember like this person that was like a friend and a family member, not just, you know, in the confines of a script, mm-hmm. but just in the, like as a part of like their lives. But so it was just such a good it's it's such like if you don't watch any scenes other than like two of them, it's this one and the one that I think um, that is officially left other than the bonus one that I gave you because um, th- they're just they're absolutely amazing, amazing scenes. Um, but yeah, so it was just so, like I to this day mm-hmm. will watch that scene and just break out and laugh laughter <laughs> at the Jeffrey break out Lucille and the fucking just soul man he's eating the he's eating a yeah, fucking sandwich and playing pool with one hand. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so good. good. So to to that bright spot into uh one of the most emotional yep. moments I've ever seen on television in my life. Um so so uh Ben Vereen was one of the people that I did not mention in the guests uh the celebrity guest because he plays uh, Will's dad, Lou, and um, I want to say this was like season three or four, maybe. I'm not going to look it up, but um, uh, where they where uh, and, and they bring Lou back on, and he hasn't seen Will in like over 14 years. Um, like they've been like it, they make it very clear towards the beginning of the series that mm-hmm. like Lou is not a part of the picture at all. Like like uh, Vi has been basically raising will by herself up until the point that she ships him off to LA to live with uh, uncle Phil and aunt Viv. Um, And so when he comes back, they have like this really touching bonding moment where they go and like, they go out and have like, you know, father son dates and like all this shit. And then it turns out that like, they're going to go on a trip together to kind of catch up and rebond. Cause like Phil, Mm -hmm. I mean, will like, loves his dad still uh uh but yeah uh, and i'll just leave it at that and let you kind of yeah i mean i've seen more than I part of this clip before um it was one of the only other things that i've seen besides the carlton dance of this show but um and but not having seen the whole episode i didn't know like um I, I, I didn't know enough. Uh, I didn't know a lot about the context, so I was like looking up a little bit about it just so that I knew what I was walking into, and um, mm-hmm. didn't didn't know if this was like a one off or like if his dad had come and gone a few times. And yeah, this is the only episode he's in. Um, but um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen the um, I've seen the part like at the very very end where he's like, why didn't my dad want me? Um, or why doesn't my dad want me? And um, it's like, I've seen that clip before, but I did not realize that that was like literally the end of the episode, uh, which just like makes it hit. I mean, mm-hmm. either way, it's like heartbreaking and hard to watch, but there's just something about the fact that like, that's literally the end of the episode 
where it's just like, yep, we're just going to end it on this note. And like, you know, because so often sitcoms, even when they do go um, dark or serious, like somehow bring it back around, like resolve it within the episode or like end on a high note or whatever. And so whenever something like this ends on a down note like that, it's just like even a bigger punch in the gut, I feel like. Um, cause then, especially back at the time when you were watching it, like week to week, that like, that's what you're left with until next week. It's like, fuck man. Um, but yeah, it just, and, and uh, what I hadn't seen was I hadn't seen the full clip before. And so this clip starts before Will is even in the, in the scene. And I, is it? I don't know who the woman is mm-hmm. at the beginning of this clip. Is it Aunt Viv? I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. It um, might be. I have to watch it again. At the beginning um, of the clip, who's talking to so, Will's dad and says, like, if you're going to leave, th- this is it. Like, this needs to be it. Like, you can't keep doing this or whatever. And so that's where I like. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's where correct. I was. That like, is that is Aunt Viv. That was when I was like, "Well, has he come and gone a few times, or like, is this?" That's where I wanted needed to know that is because it was like, if you're gonna leave, you just need to like be done. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't do you can't do this to Will, and I was just like, "Oh, damn!" Like, yes, you go, girl. <laughs> um. And then, yeah, the way that, like, Phil was fighting with him about, like, him leaving and um, saying, like, you know, you can't do this to Will and and whatever. And then, um, yeah, I mean, the whole clip is just, like, so heartbreaking. Um, But it's just, like, a really beautiful... um, There's something really beautiful about Uncle Phil being there and in that moment um that i can especially imagine that in a show where like at the especially at the beginning they probably do clash a lot and um you know uncle phil does like want to be protective of his kids um and not let will influence them too much and and all that that for them to go from that to like this moment here where um, he's basically like his actual dad is like, I can imagine being really, really beautiful and touching. Um, yeah. Oof. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only thing I was going to add, oh, cause I've nice. fucking gabbed a ton this episode is that like just watching, watching will go through like the stages yep. of grief, like almost like yep. in fucking order when his dad leaves uh, is just so oof and then just the moment that really like so so like the the line yeah. that is the most iconic from this scene is the how come he don't want me and like the the top comment on the the particular one that i found was this everybody gangster till will spit that how come he don't want me man line and it's like yep that's, that fucking just makes you want to cry but just like the when uh when um when Lou says, I love you, uh, he says, like, something son, and then uh, yeah. Will responds Oof. with, not dad, but with, with yeah. his first name. I yep, was just like, was... A, ooh, you could just see it. 
Like he, his face doesn't change, but just the yeah, way he says that. the line is just like, too, and I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, I think yeah. he says like, "See you, son," and he's like, "Yeah, see you, Lou," or something like that. Good and writing. I was just like, like mm. good writing. Um, but yes. yeah, no, I hadn't thought of it like that. Now I kind of want to go back and watch the clip again. But yeah, you're right. The way that like it, he leaves and Will goes from like. Oh, it's fine. We'll go another time to why doesn't he want me in like two minutes? Um, and just like trying to brush it off and trying mm-hmm. to be like, oh, it's not a big deal to like, yeah. Oh, it's such a good scene. It's such a good scene. I get why it's a scene that, that like I had seen before. Like, I understand why it was a famous enough, iconic enough um, that. Even, even those who aren't familiar with the show have maybe seen it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll kind of just like we. I, I, there's a bonus clip in there. We can talk about it if you want to. Um, I'll just give you context for that. That particular scene is so that they go to Vegas, Will okay. and Carlton, for Carlton's 21st birthday, and they um, end up. Uh, Carlton being the impressionable, naive person he is, ends up basically getting addicted to gambling and gambles away their ride and their money and their airline tickets. And so they see they see this fucking thing that just so happened, you know, <laughs> sitcom uh, serendipity as it is. It's like, hey, dance uh-huh. contest, a thousand dollars for the you know winners. And they go, <laughs> well, fuck, that's our ticket, literally, to solve this mess. And that's the routine that they use uh, to to try and win a thousand dollars. And if, if you hear that song at somebody's wedding, and I am there, you can fucking guarantee <laughs> I'm going to dance that exact dance oh my God. the entire I, time it is playing. I love that song. <laughs> I feel like I I always feel a little bit awkward loving that song. Um. Yeah. Nah, um, it's fucking great. Sugar Hill Gang is the best. Because again, I mean, this is a, like, I don't know. As, like, not to get super serious again, and that's not my intention, but, um, like, I feel like this is one of the things that, uh, especially kids of the 90s, but white people in general are taught is that, like, don't talk about anything that could be like even a little bit offensive or whatever. And so like a song called Apache, I'm like, am I supposed to be upset by that? Like, am I, is that supposed to be offensive? Like I just, <laughs> and it's just, it's just easier as a I white could, person I could to be like, that, I don't but... want to even go there, which is not, which is not, which is not necessarily <laughs> the way to handle all of those Fair things enough. because that's how you get, stuff like i don't see color um <laughs> um so like racism, mm-hmm. racism all those things are things that we do need to talk about and that I, I will take responsibility for at least myself and say that like as a white person i need to learn how to do better <laughs> um <laughs> but um yeah but yeah i love that dance i loved them doing that dance um I loved it when Will basically threw Carlton off the stage. 
just fucking yeets him. Just get yeeted, my dude. Yes, yes. And he's like stumble back onto the stage. So good. Did they win? Okay. Oh, okay. it is so good. Yes, they did. They do win with that. And I was like, you see the, the like the first, I don't know if it, if that clip has it, but they show like the scene shows like a couple, like basically just like, it's a guy uh-huh. like spinning a girl. I want to say it's like over his head or something, just like right. repeatedly. And yeah. I was like, how the fuck did that not win a thousand dollars? I don't know. Anybody who could do that shit. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so going back to a second to the, 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 mm-hmm. um, the, the Will Fowler leaving scene to answer your question. Um, and this is, this is something I'm sure most people probably know, but to kind of just get into it is that, um, this is one of the sitcoms that yep. had to end up recasting a character between seasons. Um, because, uh, the original Aunt Viv, whose first name is Janet, uh, I don't want to say more cause I'm afraid she's going to, I think it's, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say her last name cause I weren't coming after me. She probably will anyway. Um, apparently she clashed heavily with Will Smith and like some of the other producers to the point where they were just like, yeah, you're done. Like they fired her. And so they had to cast, uh, Daphne Reed, uh, Daphne Maxwell Reed, let me put some respect on her name to finish off, uh, seasons four through six. So Janet did Aunt Viv for one through three. Uh, Daphne was uh, Aunt Viv for th- four through six. And they mm-hmm. make like a couple of cheeky allusions to the, the, the mm-hmm. casting switch. Like it, they break the fourth wall a little bit here and there. Like, the, like I want to say like a first couple of episodes of four, but then they kind of just drop it. Um, the thing that uh, I would have loved to have the time to do is maybe had you watch a couple of episodes with Janet mm-hmm. in it. And I'm, I'm saying this now because I'm literally thinking of it now. Um, and then have you watch a couple of episodes with Daphne and see which one you preferred. Cause like mm-hmm. I could see, I could see both sides of it. Like some people complained that like Daphne wasn't as like a strong black woman character. She was kind of just like a, you know, she was more soft spoken. She's more kind of oh, like okay. the hands on the hips. Mm-hmm. Oh, you kind of like you dang kids. Whereas um, Janet was like the, the scene where, where, um, I was talking about earlier where Carlton is stripping and the lady okay. says, take it off. And she yells, put it on. That's Janet. And she is like, she likes, I mean, it's a, it's a crowd of like, like older women just cheering and hooping and hollering as it's like young chocolate Adonis is dancing <laughs> on stage. And she just goes, put it well, on. Here's, here's like, oh shit. <laughs> Sometimes we should do an episode about shows that recast. Mm-hmm. Cause I, cause I was, I can think of a couple yes. of good examples Put it on the list. as you were talking about that and thinking like, Ooh, yeah. Talking about the difference and how they address it or if they address it or yeah. Um, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to also include some shows that mm-hmm. just straight up drop characters in the middle of shit with no explanation. <laughs> Not not looking in the direction of family matters at all, yeah. but um, <laughs> um, boy meets world. Looking in the so, other direction, anyway. But um, but anyway, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um, even though I have not seen it now, it kind of makes me want to watch it. <laughs> but unfortunately, it's not available streaming. Anymore. Yeah, I I would um, say yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. 
Right. It might be but like a thing you have to like find I, the D like a DVD I keep collection or some shit of for this new which HBO is Max that's coming out. Uh, it's like going to be bigger than HBO Go. Okay. I don't fucking know. I don't understand. I don't understand why we need. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's replacing HBO Go or if it's like. I uh, yeah. I'm not. I don't know a lot about it. I just keep seeing Oof. ads for it. Um, and how if you sign up for it before it mm-hmm. is launched or whatever that you can get a deal on it and some shit anyway. But one of the the pictures that they show in the ad is Fresh Prince, so I'm assuming that means that the whole show is going to be on that. Um, so, and I will probably that would be get interesting it because I pay for every streaming service there ever is. Love you some uh, TV. Um, i love it so yeah so maybe someday i will sit down and watch it all cool to to quote you quoting uh (laughs) your favorite bachelor podcast we ran long on this one fam but um that's okay this is gonna be our our mega episode because we got real at some point and you know if we cut some parts out we do but (laughs) in true 90s in true 90s fashion, yes. this is a very special episode. Yes, it is a very... <laughs> yes. At least we're not going to do like a, a, a season finale where we or just like we? cliffhang for no ass reason. Um, <laughs> to fucking tune in, we don't know. Um, so yeah, so that's, I guess, pretty much, I mean, it, like uh, my, my last words, I guess, unless people want to hear more about my thoughts on Fresh Prince, in which, in which case you can, you can tweet me at a black sparrow or you can email the podcast at aswaydpod at gmail.com is that like uh, it, this is one of those shows that I feel like if someone were to be like, yo, let's sit down and watch through this, I would be down for it in a heartbeat. Um, and I can't say that about too many shows. And it's, it's definitely one of the, the greatest shows of all time, in my opinion. And it's definitely worth a rewatch. And if I ever am able to find, a uh, full season on like DVD or Blu-ray or something that doesn't cost an arm and a leg, I would definitely get it. Any last thoughts from you on it? No, I don't think so. Great. Well, you know what time it is in that case. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Amelia. What the fuck is this? Where uh, I present something to Amelia without any context and uh, also to our lovely listening audience. And then Amelia gives herself a reaction. This one uh, is, is uh, I'll just put it this way. Uh, if you're going to click on the Amelia, what the fuck is this? And I hope to God that you watch the episode before you do it. I don't know why someone would just go, yeah. I'm going to click on the what the fuck is this link before I listen to the episode. Oh, you may yes. want to listen to it with some headphones on. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. If you don't, okay, that's on you. It's a tweet, <laughs> if you don't, that's on you. Audio. Video? I'm assuming it's a video. Okay. What the fuck? Uh, to cre- all credit to Sarah Lugar on Twitter. Uh, who I feel like I'm sure saved that I from feel her like TikTok. I should, um, Don't ask me where I found okay, that. Hang on. <laughs> Apparently, I was 
being silent because I was in awe of what just happened. Um, but also because I was taking a picture of myself. <laughs> I can show you the face that I was making. <laughs> oh my god. That is so fucking funny. In the description or something. I don't know because it's fucking funny. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh, okay, so yeah, uh, I don't even know what to say about it. Just that TikTok is cray, first of all. Second of all, um, just the like her scrambling to, uh, put headphones in to have this FaceTime call so that not everybody in the room is hearing this conversation is which is also right. going to be those people uh, who didn't fucking yeah, heed our advice that, like that is such a mood <laughs> her rushing to, to, to silence it or put headphones in is such a mood um, and also I really I really enjoy, I don't know why, but I really enjoy when somebody does a video like this, whether it's TikTok or whatever, and, like, plays everybody. So, like, it's her answering the phone, but it's also her on the other end of the phone, and then it's also her, a couple different people, like, hearing this happening, and it is just, like, oh, I love it. <laughs> yes. I love the, fr- I love the look on her, like, her playing uh-huh. herself that first like when she hears Yo. the punchline and just <laughs> and then the second one the girl on the phone yep. and there's a random woman outside there. <laughs> yeah and what I also enjoy is like that instead of because I've seen like other videos like this like um uh, Nick Vial from The Bachelor does videos like this, not TikToks, longer Instagram videos like this, where he mm-hmm. plays basically different versions of himself, and he'll put on different clothes. But this woman doesn't have different clothes on at all. She just yeah. has like, oh, here she has a cow print cowboy hat on in one scene, and in another she has like some sort of I don't even know headscarf or something headscarf and then then she's just outside with like a necklace on this is her outside it's just her her outside for that third one she didn't change anything it's It's amazing it hits and it is great (laughs) so like all of that (laughs) yeah it's funnier every time i watch it and it's playing on mute as as we are talking right now and i'm fucking dying so like even Oh. it's really funny but then the what the fuck is <laughs> what the fuck of this is the what the woman on the other end of the phone says and yep be smart yes and, uh, just you know put some headphones in be smart or don't I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not your dad fuck oh, it oh god okay Woo. Yes. Good. Good times. Good so times. put he- do either, but you know. <laughs> Woo! All right. Ooh. Well, on that note, <laughs> I hope you 
I hope you enjoyed yep. this episode. And, Fucking uh, great. Let us know what you thought at ASWAYDPOD on Twitter and at Gmail. Um, as you said, you're at Black, a Black Sparrow and I'm at Shake Meets World. Um, I, I like never do that part. It's does not roll off my tongue easily. (laughs) Um, it's all good. Yeah. I guess since we've already gone long, might as well just not, uh, continue to go on tangents. So I guess with that, I've been Amelia. I've been (laughs) Sherrick. And if you flush before you pee, you're a monster. You're a monster. That just makes you stupid. (laughs) Stupid monster. Oh my god. You're spraying it everywhere. You're a monster. (laughs) Okay, bye. All right. Bye.